some of the best coaches use the philosophy of tell, show, do. Tell them what they need to do to get back on track, show them how to do it, and then watch them as they do it. Tell, show, do. Craig Ballantyne, can you think of one Olympic level athlete that doesn't have a coach? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. If, I mean, how could you possibly not have multiple coaches? Right? Exactly. Yet when you look at the sport of entrepreneurism, there's so many athletes in our sport that don't have coaches and are blindly running to their financial death. And it saddens me. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because you imagine like, yeah, okay, so there's like... 30-some teams in the NFL and, like, only half of them had coaches. Yeah. Those that would The half that didn't have coaches would be the half that was losing all the time. Yeah. And, and it's so common sense yeah. to everyone. Like, if you're right. watching this or listening to this right now, you're like, yeah, duh, guys. Duh. Every okay. athlete has a coach. Every team has a coach. Well, why wouldn't every entrepreneur have a coach or a mentor? Well, and it's not even that. It's like every athlete has multiple coaches. Mm -hmm. They may be, Sure, they maybe have a head coach, but they have a strength coach, a nutrition coach, a mindset coach. And most entrepreneurs won't even have a single coach. Yeah. Or they think, how could I have more than one coach at the same time? That, that yeah. question is almost as yeah. absurd. Because if you don't have a coach, then you're not getting downloaded the years of experience and you know what works and what doesn't work. And you're not getting the connections that they can offer. Uh, they're not, you, you have nobody to go and talk to because you're living on lonely entrepreneur island because you're not gonna go and talk to your brother-in-law who's a doctor or lawyer, or you're not gonna go and talk to the people who aren't making as much money as you because they don't wanna hear about you making money. And you don't wanna tell them that you're losing money uh, because they're like, well, yo, you made all that money last year, so I really don't care about you. So you have nobody to talk to if you don't have a coach or a mentor, yeah. if you don't have that peer group too. Yeah. And, and so we wanted to bring this topic up because quite often when, when I think about the success that I've had as an entrepreneur, when I think about the success that you've had, we both got to talking and we're like, shoot, man, we had mentors pretty early on. Yeah. We had mentors pretty early on. And when I think about it, my first mentor I didn't even realize was mentoring me, Jim Franco, yeah. who was, I was a personal trainer. He was one of my personal training clients. I knew that he owned a company and I, you know, and, and by the way, if you're a young man or woman listening to this right now and you're like, yeah, I got this client who's wealthy and you don't know what they do and how they create their wealth and what, how they market and et cetera, you are doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Being a personal trainer, like for all its horrible flaws the fact that you know most people who can afford a personal trainer are people who are successful and can teach you something and man if i could go back in time and just be more of a sponge of yeah. the wisdom that they could have given me just ask better questions i mean so many of them download a lot of stuff to me but dude man. i remember thinking like two years in thinking like okay i know jim franco makes a lot of money and I would tell like the other personal trainers, like, oh yeah, that's Jim Franco. He's my, he's my wealthy, co super wealthy coaching client, or, or personal training client. And um, well, what does he do? I'm like, I don't know, but it's in the automotive space. Well, that means that could have meant anything. Yeah. And actually, he was in the software space, like when you walk into an auto parts store and you're like, hey, I want a filter for a '74 
Toyota pickup, an oil filter, like that software that they type on and find the model number yeah. of the filter. That was him. That's that's him. He, he, his company created that, Autolog. And so not knowing what he did, and, and as he was coaching me, in between sets, he'd give me advice, start building my confidence. Have you ever thought opening up your own personal training studio or your gym because you complained about having multiple jobs in addition to being a personal trainer? But... When I started to actively pay for coaching, you know, then I started hiring coaches, whether it was uh, you know, Frank Kern or, or Joe Polish or got a half day with Dan Kennedy and, and the list goes on, Jay Abraham, hell you. I started hell to read, <laughs> hell you, as in, as, in, as in even though I had free access to you, right. it makes sense. People are like, well, why can't you just tap into your buddy's brain trust? Well, y you can. But in a structured coaching environment, and ironically, I coached with you, you coached with yeah. me, and in a structured coaching environment, you both win. Yeah. Because there's a different level of accountability and, and support. And you, if you pay, you pay attention. Yeah. Better. That's exactly it. So co coaching and mentoring has been a massive influence on, on, on my life, on my business. It's helped me avoid pitfalls in business and time collapse in the journey of profitability. Um, I, I can't say there was any kind of coaching or mentoring that I would have gotten to help me overcome the stress of 2020 in terms of the COVID and, and the impact it had on Fit Body Bootcamp. That mentoring came from, I would say it was a byproduct of just the years of mental toughness that I built yeah. in being an entrepreneur, because we both know that being an entrepreneur is literally one of the greatest self-development programs on the planet. Absolutely. Right? Just how much shit you have to deal <laughs> with as an entrepreneur, risk you have to take, problems you have to solve. Uh, you know, decisions you have to make without knowing 100% uh, of the information mm -hmm. really starts building a high level of discipline and development in a, in a, in a human. Um, yeah. How's mentorship helped you in your life? Well, I mean, it's, it's been everything because, you know, first of all, the mentorship has shown me what, what was possible. Like, I had no idea that it was possible to build wealth and and uh, build passive income and to have these investment opportunities and that any of the, you know, the great life out there, I mean, I wanted it all, but I had no idea how to get there. And mm -hmm. so the mentorship, first of all, showed me the path of entrepreneurship, um, but it also showed me that, <clears throat> listen, you're not going to be able to do this just as a one man shop that you're going to have to become you know, not just good at one thing, like sitting there and writing emails to to an email list, but you have to become a leader, you have to become a better communicator, you have to become a coach. Even if you're not a, a business coach, you have to become a coach to the team members that you have. Um, to, and it's really been that personal development where, yeah, sure, as an entrepreneur, I became semi-successful, but it was the, wow, I grew into a man faster, better, more well-rounded, by being an entrepreneur and being mentored through mm -hmm. that um, by someone who had been there and done that, achieved what I wanted to achieve, had all that experience and was able to download that to me. And if, it, if I was trying to figure it all out on my own, yeah. I mean, it would have taken me, I don't know if I'd ever be where I am now. And also the connections, the mentor can you know, connect the dots, can introduce you to the people that you need to know. They open doors. They absolutely They do. open doors that would otherwise take you you know, years, if you were lucky enough, it would take you years to open those doors. More likely, probably never. Because when someone says, hey, here's a friend of mine, Craig, I want you to meet. And the person that they're, you're introducing you to already trust me. Like, it's a done deal. They're going to give you time to hear you out. 
And that, that little window of time could mean that opportunity to go into business with that person that you would have never had the ability to access. Yeah, absolutely. And then f what a lot of people don't realize is that there's a flip side to what the mentor can do for you in terms of the investment opportunities, the tax savings opportunities. Like this is definitely where most people have no clue. And you know, recently a mentor of mine said, Craig, you, don't in, you shouldn't invest like a millionaire, you should invest like a billionaire, and here's what the billionaires do, here's how they protect their wealth, here's how they diversify their wealth, and you're not doing half of that. And that was, you know, that's probably like one of the most recent mentorships that has helped me out the most because, okay, great, I had a mentorship on how to build a network and build a business, but if you don't protect that and get your money to work for you as well as you can, um, again, that's not something that, mm -hmm. that you're going to find out on your own. Like this information is definitely not taught to you in college. None of this stuff was. Um, but the reason why I want to talk about mentoring so much is because of what you've done in Fit Body Boot Camp in the last year. Uh, you've been able to build a business, massive business that most people would be content to run, but you mentored up Bryce to, to step into the CEO position. And just before we started this, I was joking that most entrepreneurs walk around thinking no one can do this part of the business as good as me. And we hear this from so many gym owners. No, mm -hmm. Nobody can write the programs for my clients as good as me. And that's horrible thinking. Um, one of our friends, Joel Marion, who is like the Michael Jordan of email copywriting, now has somebody writing all the emails in his business. Like this is the man who is like the greatest email marketer and he taught somebody else how to be 90% as good as him, which is more than good enough for him to continue growing the business. Like that, that just showed me that anybody, everybody is replaceable. Yeah. And so what were the steps that you take now in mentorship to your team members and your business partners and protégés, mm -hmm. how do you mentor them up so that um, they can really run the business with just some very valuable guidance from you, but not you looking over their shoulder all the time? Yeah, so so my plan with, with Bryce was very deliberate. Um, so, so Bryce, is still a Fit Body Bootcamp franchisee. Yep. He has several Fit Body Bootcamp locations that he and his wife were running. Now his wife runs them, and he, for the last four years, has was the VP of Fit Body Bootcamp. So I talked him into coming in here. Now, people are like, well, how did you know Bryce was going to be it? Like, why weren't you out there looking for someone who's a VP? Because I was like, you know what? I want someone that I've mentored. So one, I knew he was open-minded to getting mentored. Mm -hmm. Two, I know that he he's an addict, and he openly talks about this, so he doesn't mind me sharing this. Right. But he's an addict, you know. He and I like I like working with addicts, people who have this OCD, this ability to lock on and get addicted to something. In his case, it was alcohol. He has the ability to get addicted to his work and improve on it, like become the best at it. Mm -hmm. And so I've got that. He's got that. He's intense. I'm intense. I've mentored him. We've mentored him. He was in our mastermind. Uh, in the Empire Mastermind, and he was in the Fit Body Mastermind many years. Now that he runs the Fit Body Mastermind, so with all that, I knew he was open to so much in terms of personal growth, in 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 terms of learning marketing and sales at the highest level, persuasion, leadership, influence, communication, decision making. Uh, and then he, as he started to kind of see the same vision that I did, I was like, this guy's going to be my VP. Yeah. And I knew that Andrew and Chloe were getting to an age where I needed to travel less. I needed to be less involved in the day-to-day -day decisions of Fit Body Bootcamp so that I could be more 
of the visionary. Like, mm-hmm. where's Fit Body Bootcamp going to go? How do we run it at 2,000 locations, 2,500 locations? What does the future of our software look like? What happens if there's another world global lockdown, right? How do we enter Saudi Arabia and different parts of Europe as a franchise? And so all those things for me to do, I had to get Bryce in as a VP. And then just a few months ago, in so four years of mentoring him as a VP, a couple months ago, I put him in the CEO position, and literally my workload by got cut by two thirds. Wow, two thirds. I travel two thirds less. I have more time to focus on the bigger things with Fit Body Bootcamp that used to almost be an afterthought because I would have to be in the weeds a lot as right. a CEO. Right? He leads the teams. He leads the Fit Body Mastermind. He leads the regional trainings called the Elite Trainings. He leads the World Conference. So at the world at our own World Conference last April, <clears throat> I was like, I was pretty much like Tim, we had Tim Grover speak, Dan Fleischman speak, Jason Redman. I was I was pretty much treated like as one of the speakers. Like before I would host the whole thing for two yeah. days and it's over, you know, this is overwhelming, you're burnt out and then you still have to shake hands and make friends with people. Well, dude, now I could just, I had my speaking time and Bryce took over the stage and the, the team that ran it, it was a just superb million dollar event that we put on and I had my 90, two 90 minute slots of speaking. Otherwise I was in the hallway shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah. And that's the stuff I need to be doing with my franchisees. But when you're on stage being the MC of your own, own event, uh, you can't really do that, can you? My favorite part of Fitness Business Summit back in the day was like, you know, it was a three-day event, and once you got through like the mastermind presentation, like then it was like, now I'm yeah. like basically wearing my pajamas for the yeah. rest of the weekend. Yeah. And you could just see like you went from like, to like, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. show up in shorts yeah. on day three. Yeah, yeah. that was, that was yeah. man, I love that. And, and then so in terms of Truling, right? Now, now Truling was completely different. So Fit Body Bootcamp, I started in 2010, and Bryce came on board, I don't know, four or five years ago as a VP, and we kind of scaled him up. Truling, we started three years ago, and I built it around a VP. So I put a thing out on social media saying I'm looking for someone to be a right-hand man to me, a VP to start a supplement company. You have to be someone who's invested in self-development. You have to be coachable. You have to have this like ability to lock on and get OCD about things. True enough, yet another addict, this time a former cokehead, right? And again, Aaron talks about it openly all the time, so he doesn't mind me sharing this. But again, I know what I'm looking for. Someone who has that addictive personality, who has realized that I can take this addictive personality and channel it towards something good, and I could be really, really great at it. And he's so big on personal, went, went through, put himself through MIT, um, not, not the Michigan Institute yeah. of Technology, but like the self-development course, MIT, yeah. um, as, as well as hired mentors and stuff. And he had his own Jim Franco a business that he ran and then sold off. And so he moved out from Scottsdale and we built a business around him. And with Truling, I never even had to be in it like I did with Fitbody. Mm-hmm. And Truling now in three years became an eight figure a year company only because we built a business around him. And I didn't have to even install myself in. Same thing with the Modern Day Night Project. It's Ray and Steve, the Navy SEAL and the Marine are, they do the sales, they do the logistics, they run the team the, of the junior instructors who come in and, and kind of set the whole thing up that we're gonna meet up with later tonight. Uh, tomorrow at one o'clock I show up to kick off the 75 hours. And then the five instructors along with the eight junior instructors and two medics run the whole event where I can still 
do CEO stuff for my companies and still show up and be there. Uh, but I'm basically just watching these guys develop. I run my journaling sections, like toxic cognition yeah. and all that stuff. But it's so neat to be able to um, have, and by the way, people are like, you got a Navy SEAL and a Marine to learn how to sell and to learn how to market and to learn how to like lead and manage people. Yep. Yep. Not all those things were factory installed to them, but if you can mentor them, as long as they have the willingness and the desire, you could literally keep cookie cutting different businesses. As long as you have people that you can mentor. Now, every single one of these people from Bryce to Aaron to, to Ray and Steve, I coach, I mentor, I pour in, I make sure I have time with them. I have I had lunch yesterday with Ray. Uh, two days before that, it was with Aaron. Um, Bryce has been out of town with, in Chicago for our lead training. But all this to say, it's easier for me to pour into four or five leaders of my companies that I'm mentoring than try and pour into 70 employees, yeah. Yeah. some of which who are like in different states. Yeah. So let's break it down for somebody who's watching this, whether they, you know, they run a gym and they're like, nobody can write the workouts or you know, do anything as good as me, I'll, I'll never have the trust in them, or whether they run an auto dealership or, and they don't believe their sales team is one good my, enough. For one of my clients, he's a dentist, and he thought the same thing. Like, no one no one can do a crown. I've learned so much about dentistry. Yeah. No one can do a crown or a bridge as good as me. And we proved him wrong. Someone brand new out of dental school that he mentored for six or eight months, Yeah. now he works two days a week in his own dental practice. So what was the first step? I mean, aside from getting the person I mean, I guess the first step is getting them to believe them. What do you have to do there? Change the belief system, okay. right? You have to change the belief system. And, and, and that takes a little bit of like blind faith. Yeah. Right? Well, here's the thing. It's like, I truly believe that everybody's replaceable in any business. And as you were talking, I was trying to think of like, what's an example? Okay, well, Batman. Remember the Batman movies? How yeah. many people have played Batman, yeah. right? And I'm a big believer that, that what the heck was his name? Bateman? What? No, that's no, it was um, Bale. <laughs> yeah, no, Bale. Bale. Christian Bale. No. But he was, he was Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. That's why I called him Bateman. Got it. Um, Christian Bale, I thought, was the best. But, I mean, he was still like the ninth Batman or whatever, and yeah. all those other guys were Batman, and maybe some people thought George Clooney was good. But it was same replaceable. With same with James Bond. Right. James Even before Bond that, same with James Bond. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, I mean, if James Bond is replaceable irreplaceable so so think about that so okay you get over that you go okay because i'm about to coach somebody who says i you know nobody can write the programs as good as me and i'm just trying to think how i'm going to have this conversation with them and okay so you get that through that now all right great so this dentist is going to be as good as me or better i mean i'm looking to make mm -hmm. somebody better than me i don't want to be the best I'd much rather have better people around me what do we do then what do we do then we have to figure out i guess the what are the skills? What are the skill sets? Mm -hmm. What's the evaluation of where they are right now? Yeah. How, and do, you, how, how do you measure them? What's their KPIs? Right? Yeah. And and then what's the best way for me to teach them? And what's the best way you know for me to challenge them? Because I guess some people you know there's going to be some people do respond to that in your face. Some people don't respond to that. So it's when you're mentoring somebody, how do you figure out those aspects? Well, f first of all, I found that you might want to get someone who is in line with the way like you connect with right right um if they're in line with the way you think and process and they're like for example if you are not allergic to taking risk mm -hmm. but you bring in a vp who likes to play it safe yeah 
you guys are going to have very conflicting ideologies when COVID comes. Right. And you're like, no, man, we got to keep selling franchises. And he's like, no, man, we got to lock down all the locations and stop processing credit cards for clients. Right. That, I mean, we would like butt heads if that happened. Yeah. But me and Bryce were just like, no, man, we keep selling franchises. I immediately announced to our franchisees that don't even ask us to stop your franchise fee. And we're not and we're going to tell you to tell your clients, like, don't even ask us. Like we t like keep charging your clients and we're pivoting. And in three days, we pivoted to online coaching. Mm -hmm. And here's how we're going to help you get more clients through online coaching using Zoom, Facebook and Trainerize, uh, Facebook private groups, et cetera. And so, but Bryce and I, were sh we, so this person has to share the same ideology in terms of the way they lead and manage. If they don't have the same ideology, you're going to have a very different experience. Mm -hmm. Same with, by the way, if you get a coach. If I get a, if I go hire a coach right now, and they are not high speed, intense, type A, and they're more like woo woo, and let's go sit under a tree, and <laughs> and, and we're going to download from the universe the the knowledge and wisdom that you need to become the next level of leader that you want to be, Bedros, I'd be like, are you fucking nuts? I know that works for some people, that won't work for me, right? Right? And so all the mentors that I when I think about that I've had were whack jobs like me. Right, like from the outside, I, don't, I think I think I'm normal, but right. I realize I, I'm a whack job, and there were whack jobs like me, and so it's really important to find people who kind of think and operate through in your level of intensity and 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 and, and sophistication or or ideology. Yeah, yeah, and then in terms of putting them on a path and communicating the path to them, like with Bryce, you brought him on VP, and, and like, did you show him the vision right away? Yeah, immediately the vision. Like here's here's the vision right now, and we are on track because we use EOS traction. Yeah. Right? All my companies we use EOS, which also is a great way. If you're gonna, first of all, if you're gonna get mentoring, get a mentor who believes in EOS and traction, and then install EOS um, and read the book Traction first. Install EOS in your business, and you and your mentor should be on the same page. If your mentor doesn't believe in EOS, then you shouldn't hire them if you believe in EOS. Um, so I was like, hey man, here's the vision. We're currently on track, which means he's our daily mission to get to these number, uh, to, to be able to sell seven franchises a month. We need to get 34 EOIs expression of interest in right now. But our goal is to get to 2,500 locations, which means we need to sell 12 franchises a month. And as the VP, it's your job to help us get there. Here's all the current lead sources that we have. Some of them are being maxed out, others are not because we need a couple more sales reps. Mm -hmm. But even when you do max them out, you're still not gonna get the number of EOIs in. So being able to kind of show him the battlefield and what's happening and saying, all right, now I'm there to help you, but you also have a very um, capable team. And then from there, you tell me if you need more coaching. And in fact, he felt he didn't need more coaching. And we hired, um, who, who's the guy that teaches the COOs? Oh, uh, Cameron Harold. We hired Cameron Harold for him Yeah, for two years. We paid 60 grand a year for two years for Cameron Harold, who I like, I trust. Yeah. He's, he's very much like us, methodical yeah. in the way he does business. And all he does is train and builds people who are second in commands. Yeah. So I was like, hey man, here's the vision. Are you on board with it? Yes, I share your vision, be great. Do you understand how we run the place? Yes, okay. Do you need anything else? I'm gonna need someone to mentor me on how to be a good second in command because I don't think you have time B. I'm like, shoot, you're right. Because I was just starting up Truline with yeah. Aaron, right? So we got Cameron Harold. And so be willing to then invest in your people and get them mentored. If you can't mentor them, pay for someone to mentor them. Yeah. And then in terms of the expectations, it's the, the KPIs and 
and their performance. And then if something starts to go off and, and like, you, you know, whoever everybody's watching is, is mentoring, how do they correct course? So if, if things start going off the rails and you're like, holy cow, man, we're like now behind on our goal, we're behind on the number of EOIs or sales or whatever leads that we're supposed to get, step in and go, how would I fix this? Yeah. If uh, all of a sudden I'm taking your spot, how would I fix this? And then fix it and explain to them how you're fixing it. Got like it. mentor them along, coach yeah. them along, right? Some of the best coaches use the philosophy of tell, show, do. Tell them what they need to do to get back on track, show them how to do it, and then watch them as they do it. Tell, show, do. And when you can then course correct them, instead of saying, well, now try this. And yeah, they tried it, but they didn't do it exactly like you would have executed. So they go, hey, it didn't work. But if you tell them, show them, and then ask them to do it while you watch over them, you go, okay, you got it? Yes. Okay, that's how you fix it next time. Let's not get back off track. Yeah. So, I mean, my best book, I didn't write. So, Perfect Week Formula, I did not write. Um, what, what I did was I got a young guy who, in line with me, very similar, same type of approach, great skills in writing, <clears throat> gave him the first two books to write, showed him, this is how I write books, this is you know, how I organize it, had him read all my emails. Then um, he did the emails and I, you know, I would go line by line through the emails, give him feedback, and then from after he wrote a bunch of emails, then I gave him the stories for the book, he would write a chapter, I'd give him line by line feedback, and that was how he took over writing the books and the emails, and then he was actually able to teach another guy to write the emails. So I didn't have to teach the new guy to write emails. So the new guy writes the emails in my voice, and everybody thinks the emails are coming from me. They're my content, they're my stories. They're, you know, he gets it from watching my videos and stuff like that, but I don't actually sit and write our emails anymore. Yeah. And it's all through that mentoring system, and, and now we're building a, really like a little copy university in our company so that we can bring on more and more and more copywriters because our business depends so much on cranking out the copy. Right. And as we all know, like copywriters are good until they're not. Yeah. And then when they lose steam or start burning out, like you got to have that other person to replace them with. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and to that point, you know, so important to hire other mentors to, to coach like leaders in your team. <coughs> if you don't have the, the time or desire or capability, um, there was a period where Aaron and I decided it was smart for him to hire you. Yeah. And so Aaron worked with you and still one of the things, many of the things that you instilled in him we use, but one of the things that I really, really love that we use is that war room. Yeah. You know, when we have that, our morning that war room. That marketing meeting. Yeah. That marketing meeting does so much for us. And now I'm part of that. Oh, cool. And yeah. So I get to sit in and watch and, and see and just, okay, this is how, why we're growing. Because yeah. I feel like, man, Trulin was growing so quick, I started almost losing track. Oh, that's great. Uh, huh? Yeah, yeah. Good problem to have, but yeah. also being a control freak, I wanted to be, keep, my <laughs> keep my finger on the pulse. So in, a anyhow, whether it's getting mentoring or, or mentoring others, like if you want to win your freedom, financial freedom, time freedom, you have to find the shortcuts. And that means get people to mentor you who have done what you want to do. And then when you're ready to step away from what you're doing, because think about it, sooner or later, you're either going to get too old, long in the tooth. Dan Kennedy says, sooner or later, everyone turns lame. Yeah, everyone right? goes lame. Yeah. So you're either going to get long in the tooth or your life priorities are going to change and you're like, hey, I don't think I want to travel so much or do this or do that. What are you going to do, close your business down? Or God forbid, you might get sick or hit by a bus. So one way or another, you're going to have to get replaced. And so you might as well find the person to replace you and start coaching them up 
in the unforeseen situation that you do get hit by a bus or decide to have a life catastrophe. <laughs> Should you decide to have that life catastrophe? Some people do, man. Some people just like the life is too good for them and they decide to just fuck it up. Yeah, that's true. Because that, you know, that was the previous podcast we did. Go listen yeah. to the one, whatever one it is. But yeah. yeah, people fuck up their own lives because they've got nothing else to do. You create a life catastrophe. You better have a second in command who can lead the charge while you're fucking your shit up. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I got a little blood sugar now. I'm ready to go. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, listen, um, last thing I'll say is that after you've found a mentor, you got to be a mentor. You actually, you know, the student, the teacher learns more than the student. So make sure that you are mentoring people. It'll make you better as a communicator, make you better as a business person, and it'll pay it forward and backward. All right, so guys, listen, if you like this episode, and we know you did, give us a five-star review, comment on, and comments on iTunes as well. Take a screenshot of this, tag Craig, tag me, and tag your mama. We'll see you later.